Hey, fictional friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And we are continuing our selfish, whatever we want to talk about, <laughs> month of December. Happy holidays to us. <laughs> it's our gift from us to us this December, because we're just going to talk about whatever we feel like talking about. Um, and... I feel like, I don't know, I guess today we just decided that we were going to do something like just talk about things in general when it comes to like reading and reading habits. Mm -hmm. And I feel like something that used to be a topic of conversation that would come up a lot with people is sort of like, oh, what are your guilty pleasures in everything? Music tastes, movies, TV shows, books. Yeah everything like or like things that like I don't know like collector's items like whatever Mm -hmm. it is like hobbies that people have yeah and I feel like it's something that's not spoken about as much anymore and I do kind of I guess I do kind of wonder if like the advent of social media and so much being shared and so many niches being discovered within like a social media sphere kind of have something to do with that and general acceptance of one another exactly so I think we kind of just wanted to talk about you know, guilty pleasure reading as a thing, which definitely when you and I were younger, at least used to be a thing. Definitely. Um, and I'm sure like particularly like our own parents' generations, that would have been a thing and like a little bit after them Mm. and stuff. Um, so just like, you know, baby boomers, uh, gen X ourselves, like millennials basically. And, but I feel like that's starting to fade a little bit and Mm. I guess just kind of figure out like, what are guilty pleasures? Why do we still feel like we have them? Are they even really a thing anymore? Mm. Um, and like why I guess maybe why we felt the need to call them that in the first place to a certain extent, like what that means. Yeah. Um, and just kind of talk about that. These next couple of episodes, I think we're gonna like tone things down. We talked so much in our first episode of the month about the Colleen Hoover oh, yeah. thing. We're gonna um, dial it back a little bit. We're gonna dial it back a little bit. I think we're just gonna keep these ones like light and fun and yeah. just like a chat about stuff and not get into like as much heaviness about Agreed. things again. So just to make things easier on you guys and on ourselves for the month of December because tis the season so we may as well just have fun with it right (laughs) uh Shireen before we kind of get into the whole episode what's on your nightstand right now I am currently reading uh the ballad of songbirds and snakes very timely for just this year in general yeah um I was never a big fan of the original Hunger Games Mm -hmm. uh I don't get me wrong. I watched all the movies, but I only read, I think, half of the first book uh, because I was a little bit older when they came out. And I think, um, like, I was the Twilight generation. Yeah. Uh, and, and they were just, like, a little after. They were just a little after. Um, and I think that I just felt that there could have been so much more done with the story mm-hmm. uh, because I thought that it was a great premise to a story. Um Anyway, so so I wasn't like a huge fan of them, but um, we went to see the new movie, and I was like blown away by the level of acting in the movie, and I really enjoyed uh, the storyline as well, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, I thought it was really, really good. And so I went and I picked up the book after, so... I'm reading that. Um, I'm doing a bit of a comparison in my head as I'm reading it. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the movie, uh, it's all about, like, you know, what you can see. And so it's a little bit harder to tell when President Snow 
starts to become the character that he becomes in the Hunger Games yeah, like initial I, trilogy or whatever. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is that he, there's no becoming. It, he mm. just always was. Um, I think he thinks that a lot of the work, the, a lot of the things that he does are for the right reasons, okay. but he's always a villain, that and you see that makes, in the book. That kind of makes more sense than yeah. just like, oh, I had this one traumatizing event that yeah, triggered everything triggered about everything. my personality. And that's what I was expecting when I was watching the movie, yeah. to be honest, um, because he he doesn't seem like there's anything right. like bad about him. But then when you read the book, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're like, oh, you were always a piece yeah, of shit. Like, cool. oh, okay, you're not great, but like, okay. Like great. there was a little glimmer of hope, but uh, it was very short-lived. So so anyway, so I'm enjoying the book. Uh, what about you, Megan? Um, I actually, in the spirit of the holiday, I actually just recently finished um, A Merry Little Meat Cute, which is a Christmassy rom-com type of thing by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. I don't, I personally don't know Sierra Simone's work that well, but Julie Murphy wrote Dumplin', which oh, is yeah. Something that I've like read before, and we've also like there's a Netflix movie that's actually pretty show. cute yeah. um, as movie. well about it. Yeah. Um, so it's the first in I think they're calling it Christmas Notch series, and uh, the basically it takes place in this teeny little town in Vermont named Christmas Notch, which is being used to film. Hallmark-esque movies. I think they call it like the Hope Network or something like that. It's very much like making fun of like the idea of like Hallmark Christmas films right. to an extent. Um, and the this first particular story, which I believe was published last year, um, follows uh, B. Hobbs, who has been cast in the film, um, but the other people working for the Hope Network don't know that she's actually also a plus-size adult film star. Oh, okay. Whoops. Um, but she does want to do, like, some, you know, mainstream work as well at the same time. She's, like, you know, she's worked in adult films. She has, like, their equivalent, the book's equivalent of, like, an OnlyFans mm -hmm. account, basically, and stuff as well. She arrives in Christmas Notch to find that the male lead who's been cast opposite her is her former, like, boy band crush from back in the day. <laughs> and Cute. he's, like, one of her, like, basically OnlyFans subscribers, so he knows exactly who she is when they meet. And it's so it's very much like a building up of sort of everybody's trying to improve or change their reputation, mm -hmm. basically. So it's like, we shouldn't be together. But of course, there's all kinds of hijinks. Very many like quirky characters because many of the people who wind up working on the film usually work in the porn industry. So right. they're all like trying to figure out how to be very uptight and PG yeah. with all of the stuff that they're doing. So it's a cute, like kind of mixing of two very different worlds, but it's like, it's fun. It's very sex positive romance, oh, yeah. obviously, which is nice yeah. to see as well that there's no like shaming in any way, shape or form with people. So it's like a very open and kind of accepting one. Be. No, mm. not at all. So yeah, it's, um, it was a fun read. I know there's a sequel called, I think, A Holly Jolly Ever After, which was just published this year that I want to pick up um, and read as well, because I'm sure it's probably going to be really fun. So I'm looking forward to that too, because why not? Cool stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so in that vein, I think we can actually hop kind of right into talking about, I guess, the idea of guilty pleasure reading and like what you think, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just from your own experience for you, what's a guilty pleasure read? Yeah. I mean, I think like I, what's coming to mind a lot is um, Fifty Shades of Grey. And not because that's my guilty pleasure read. No. But I think that that was a triggering point in like our, our book history, if you will. Yeah. Where um, it became acceptable to read something that was considered erotica. And then 
like go and talk to people about it. Like I remember yeah. I worked, <laughs> I worked, um, in a, in an office job and one of our clients came in and started talking to me about like 50 shades like, of that's gray crazy. and like how, and like how there was like a dominant and a submissive and I'm sitting there going, wow, this is an interesting setting to be having this <laughs> conversation very publicly. Um, but like, I think that, you know, after 50 shades of gray, it just felt like you could just read whatever the hell you wanted no, after that in my personal opinion, like in my experience. Um, and you know, for me, um, after I finished high school, because I went and I did a degree in English literature, it almost felt dumb to go back and like read like, um, young adult fiction mm-hmm. or like, you know, <clears throat> my favorites, which are obviously like, you know, a high school book about a vampire or some like, you know, young love romance yeah, or something yeah. that happens in high school. And if there's a bit of supernatural in there, then I'm all for it. And it just felt like, oh, I shouldn't be reading this anymore because like I have like this whole degree, which is like I am certified in reading <laughs> official things. And then it took me a while to like stop and be like, actually, I don't even enjoy reading like 19th century novels or like you know 18th century novels i want to read whatever i want to read you know that's such an interesting like little point to throw in there because i could see that a lot of people who simply based on age or in cases like yours where someone is studying uh literature journalism um creative writing like something within the writing sphere itself there is a level, particularly in higher education, there's a level of snobbery that yeah. comes along with that, which it comes along with in, in every field. Everything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I find that in the literature space, um, in like what I've seen and what I've experienced, there is so much snobbery in terms of like, oh, that's what you're interested in. Yeah. That's what you believe is literature. And yeah. I'm like, well, if it's a novel that's been published, it is literature, guys. Like well, there's it. not like, really anything you can do with that. of letter- literature? Yeah. Then, if you, you know? don't like it, that's fine. And no yeah. one's forcing you to do that in the first place. But I feel like you, you know, we do have to kind of like take a step back, check your prejudice to a certain extent and realize that no matter what you feel about it, if it's a, a book that's officially been published that exists, yeah. whether self-published or not, it is literature. It's a story. It's yeah. fiction. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's it's a novel. Like, that's what it is. It's lit. Well, that's <laughs> it, you know? And, and for me, what always got me into reading, even when I was very young, was the escape of it all. You yeah. know, you read a book and you get so immersed into it that you don't really notice what's going on around you anymore. And that, to me, is the ultimate reading pleasure. So if I'm reading Twilight or if I'm reading some other thing that people deem garbage, well, for me, that's that's what is the yeah. guilty pleasure then, you know? <laughs> there was definitely something um, when, like, we were a little bit younger as well, where I think that that's it, the idea. It's like, you know, some stuff was like, especially when things got so, so, so popular. So when yeah. the Twilight film franchise was happening and yeah. the Hunger Games film franchise was happening, not Hunger Games as much, that got less flack. But when Twilight, for instance, yeah. was in the middle of its heyday, um, it's weird because everyone was going to see the films. We know yeah. this. They made billions of dollars. Yeah. these films but everyone was dragging their boyfriend yeah and everyone was going movies. to see it but it's like then we developed it's true the early the 2000s into like the early to mid 2010s had like a really interesting underlying current of cynicism about everything yeah. that people enjoyed yeah and we really liked to shame people for yeah. things 
whether well, like any like any aspect of people's lives that they enjoyed, there's always this group of people. And don't get me wrong, internet trolls are still a big thing, obviously, yeah. and we know that just based on like look at comments on any person's yeah. Instagram and stuff, and you can obviously see it. It's everywhere, and people are miserable, um, which just sounds exhausting to yeah, me. <laughs> but I find that there was something uh, like extra around like that time period and around like the twilight franchise of films specifically mm. where it was like, everybody was like, Oh my God, you're so fucking stupid. You like twilight. Oh, ridiculous. When those are probably the same people who were reading the books seven or eight years prior. 100 percent. You know, and that's you just know? like what happened. And I feel like there was this period of time where that you're absolutely right. When, we read something when we were teen, like like middle grade through high school, yeah. and if you expressed any love of that, like like nostalgia or love of that piece outside of that, people were like, "Oh my god, you're so fucking lame!" Like yeah. you know, I you would have experienced it in terms of English lit. I studied 100%. theater in college, yeah. and I'm sure that if I had brought up any of those things that I had liked at that time, and those were periods of time where like these films were being made yeah. and all of this stuff was happening people would have been like oh my god you're so fucking stupid yeah. oh my god nobody can act in these films and like yeah. that's where it would have been directed and the writing is so poor yes. and this and that and it's like who cares if i can get past the writing style and i can get immersed in the story itself and i enjoy it then i don't know is that a guilty pleasure because i don't feel guilty about it anymore yeah that's the thing you know? I, I, I think that that's kind of like where this i guess where this conversation kind of gets interesting is that we've we're hitting a peak now um where i feel like we're headed in a different we're hitting this turning point and i feel like we're headed in a different direction mm. because of spaces online where people have so like such an opportunity to find recommendations, speak about the books that they're reading mm. in any genre. And there are so many dedicated accounts to one specific genre. Mm. And you know, these, like these accounts will have hundreds of thousands of followers. Right. I feel like there's, it's so difficult at this point to shame anyone or to have a guilty pleasure in anything really, yeah. because it's becoming more and more mainstream you know, I feel like for the long, like, let's be real. I feel like for the longest time, like, romance was considered, like, silly. Yes. Fluff. Yes. Um, and either that or it was, like, something that housewives would just, like, read in bed. Tee-hee. And yeah. teehee about because they didn't have to, like, you know, because their husbands weren't doing anything that they wanted them to do. So they, <laughs> this was just, like, their little, like, escape. And that's how it was framed. Yeah. So unless you were a housewife in your 40s with three kids and a boring husband, like, mm. why would you read romance? That's crazy. Right. And no one would just, like, read it on the bus or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't see that happening. Whereas I find that now, because there are these, like, just massive spaces of acceptance yeah. for all of this, it doesn't really matter that much anymore. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is, like, the hockey romance that I'm reading right, right. now. Like, and everyone's like, skating romance. Yeah, and I'm everyone's reading. like, oh, is that one good? Kind yeah. Of thing. Like, everybody just wants to know. And I feel like now, when I walk into, there are so many different types. When I walk into a bookstore now, it used to be romance was buried at the back of the store yes. and it was all Harlequin, yes. old looking covers and, there, yes, and you could tell that it was that. directed it was at all one like, particular there kind There was of always person. like like live action covers. Yes, like, yes, you know, yes. Like, yeah. like people on the cover. <laughs> it looks like an oil painting. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and like, it's not something that you would want to go sit there and no. read out in public, but I've noticed that they've like changed the artwork completely Oh now. yeah, like, they're they totally different. Like super serious and, now. Or it's like, um, a lot of them are like a little bit 
bit more in like a romantic comedy genre. So yeah. they've got like little cartoonish yes. looking characters on the front of the novel yes. and things like that. And like that's what the book art, like the cover art looks like, which I do think has probably done romance a lot of favors I actually because so. I feel like people are attracted to it. Like they look cute. They look fun. Yeah, they are. Know? It's like, hey, look, I'm watching a rom-com, but I'm reading it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty much what it is. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally had to check um, at the like, it's not out at the time that we're recording the episode, but um, at some point in the month of December, um, there's a new rom-com with Sydney Sweeney dropping yes. in theaters. What is it? Anyone but you, yes. I think. I watched the trailer for it when it came out, and I literally went to check if it was based on a book, because it so seems like an oh, Enemies to Lovers like rom-com book. So that is I was, it? No, apparently oh, not. Really? But it is like extremely like very much in that same vein guy and girl had a one night stand a while ago they don't get along they don't like each other right they're at someone's wedding like a mutual friend or sibling or something her ex-boyfriend shows up or ex-fiance shows up or whatever hit a girl that he really likes and wants to be with is there but she i guess doesn't want to be with him they decide to make everybody jealous and pretend that they're dating so they've got like fake dating tropes oh, you got but of course they're attracted there. to each other anyway because they've already spent a night together right. in the first place like it was very it was so very like that but i was like is this a book this feels like it's based on a book <laughs> this must be a book <laughs> and it's just like you know and that's it's so funny because i feel like i'm like wow see even screenwriters are taking from like those tropes that everybody is reading all the time yeah. now yeah because i mean what else are you going to do when you turn on the TV and everything is bad all the time? Yeah, you know, of, yeah. Like the news is just bad all the time. Like I just, yeah, I just need lighthearted reading at this point. And don't get me wrong, I do love an epic fantasy that lasts five books. By For the sure. way, Megan has not finished reading a Court of Thorns and Roses <laughs> series. <laughs> Just throwing she's, that in there. She's uh, so mad at me. Like, it's fine. I'm going to give her something great for Christmas, and she's going to forgive me immediately. <laughs> I have really good Christmas gifts for you this year. Yay. <laughs> uh, um, yes, I'm, I'm staring at Crescent City right now, because that's my next... Uh, that's your next index. foray. Yeah. Maybe. Unless you're getting me what I think you're getting me, and maybe I need to hold off on Crescent City. <laughs> I'm, not, I get really, I'm not talking about it. I get really bad book hangovers for things that I get really attached to. It's horrible. It's really... Well, we've talked... We, Okay, we've talked about this on previous episodes, <laughs> yeah. but it's true. Like, she just, she can't do it after she's like, everything I pick up, I just read, like, two-thirds of it, and then I'm like, oh, well, whatever, who even cares? <laughs> there isn't five books of people that I love. <laughs> it's really funny. For me, not for you. <laughs> not for me, but for you. You're just like, ha-ha. I'm like, wow, okay. <sighs> See, and then it's so funny because she gets so pissed that I'm like, she's like, Megan, oh my god, you won't read this whole series all on a row? What the fuck? is wrong with you and i'm just like look at what happens to you when you do that why the hell would i subject myself like, to join this? me in my misery no thank you i've had a wonderful reading here and yeah, i'm not I upset about that i'm so jealous mine's been awful thank you sarah Maz. <laughs> lol anyway Anywho. it's fine we'll get her started on some other uh fantasy series just by different authors so yeah. she can get like a little bit of a different flavor that's why i'm like mm, i'm very hesitant to start crescent city maybe i don't want to do it maybe just wait till next year i think so yeah because yeah. the new one's coming out in january oh well there you go yeah. and they're so fucking big i know they're like bibles like i'm looking at them like they're like fat and tall every time i see them at the bookstore i'm like god i'm tired just looking at the cover <laughs> <laughs> a thousand pages like i'm sure it's really cool and yeah. i'm sure that the world is incredibly well fleshed out someone can confirm this for me because i'm sure people have read Something it but like otters in it all oh, cute yeah they're like little messengers i think yeah. <laughs> megan loves otters. oh i love that <laughs> anyway we digress but um anyway just to resume 
uh, or <laughs> sorry, guilty pleasures. Can you tell we're kind of still talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to summarize, uh, I don't think that guilty pleasures are a thing anymore. I think whatever makes you happy, um, you know, if it's like you know how to. 3d print something if you want to read yeah. that then you do you like yeah if it's if you want to learn something yeah and i think i think we talked about this in one of our like earliest episodes about like you know this whole idea of oh if you're reading something you have to read like a well-known classic yeah trust me i have read many many well-known classics there's nothing that makes me more miserable than to read a well-known classic just to turn around and be like yeah hey, i read Northanger Abbey, or I read, I don't know, like, what even is there? Whatever Dickens or something. Whatever Dickens. You know, like, they're just... <laughs> I mean, it's not, yeah, it doesn't... Look, there's nothing to say that these well-known classics, if that's what you like and that's what you want to read because you want to gain the knowledge yeah. from them, like, you know, or like, It's not you know, the only thing out there. No, no, not at all. I think that a balance can always be, like, a good yeah. thing. So if you do, because you're like, well, I've never gotten around to reading a lot of these books that are considered classics and you want to get through them, yeah, do it. Yeah, Go do for it. it. Um, but don't. I don't think that you should ever feel shame or any reason that you can't read something else as well. So if you're like, yes, but I also... Also want to pick up um, like you know this like very like you know like pulpy like old school like detective like craziness with ridiculous characters book you want to do that that's great if you want to pick up that's it like uh, like any any different sphere of we're like s- we're still waiting for banshees <laughs> the banshee genre I need banshees and necromancers yeah please. those are fun um <laughs> you know if you want to read that's it if you want to read like um college hockey romance and stuff do it there yeah. are entire tiktok accounts that only read those books oh, there are there are some, i've read a few of them oh, yeah. they're all there's like a bazillion of them available on kindle unlimited oh really so i just <laughs> sure get through them get through that why yeah. not there are a thousand of them out there so you know if you like if that's what you want to do great awesome go for it if all you want to read is like really like long that's it like historical romance cool if you want to read really epic high fantasy awesome i want to read what is it my husband reads all of his weird stuff (laughs) william burroughs and hunter s thompson hunter s thompson and stuff um yeah and a lot of like a lot of like um, social satire and commentary and things like that. Dan likes. Yeah, he does. What is that other guy, Chuck? Oh, uh, Polaniak. There. That's it. Yeah, yeah Fight Club guy. Yeah, Fight Club guy. All of those ones. Like that's it exactly. It's like everybody has different things that they really like. Like you know, that's it. Like my fiance is really, really into sci-fi. He really is. Oh God, he is. He's big. He's a big <laughs> sci-fi nerd. Um, you know, and like I'm not. But we can still find a lot of common ground with a lot of the stuff that we're mm. reading, at least to talk about them and everything. So, <clears throat> who knows? Anyway, I don't think. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that there's really a, such a thing as like, oh, this is my guilty pleasure anymore. No. Like people will fully post online that they basically read like werewolf porn, yeah, and that Omegaverse stuff, and we're all okay with it. Of course. You want to so, read werewolf porn? You, you go right ahead. Yeah. You enjoy yourself. Exactly. Sideline, if you guys had ever read the whole thing about like some giant lawsuit that was happening with Omegaverse authors, it's like a hoot and a half. Oh, it's, really? Oh, it's wild. There was this whole thing like a couple of years ago. It was nuts. They're all suing each other. It was crazy. <laughs> I watched like an hour long video about it and there was just so much about wolf porn that I was like, oh my god, I didn't realize this could be so... This is so... It's like seven layers deep here. Oh, it's crazy. Crazy. Seven layers of wolf porn. (laughs) 
anyway. Um, if you guys like have ever like been like shamed for any kind of reading that you're doing, or if you have anything that you still consider like a guilty pleasure read, let us know what it is. Cause I'm really curious if people yeah. still like feel this way about reading and, and about like these types to. of books. Um, cause I just don't think that you need to anymore. And I really love that we're coming into like just a more expecting at uh, like accepting space yeah. um you know social media that might not be great for a lot of things but at least it's been pretty good for that overall yeah but you guys can let us know about that over on instagram threads and tiktok at fully booked ca you can also check out our facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better but until next week guys keep on reading thanks everyone <laughs>